You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. In today's episode, I'd like to take a bit of a different direction and share with you some of my thoughts about a financial app that I use a lot, and it's been on my mind for quite some time, and I think it's time for us to really talk about. And perhaps you can start to think about whether this particular app you want to incorporate into your financial picture or start looking at alternatives. So I am talking about Mint. Dot com. Okay, so I'd like to go through with you uh, highlighting what the features are, how it works, how I have adapted, and some of the pros and cons and limitations of the app, uh, because it certainly does not solve the entire picture, but it does have a lot of great features. The biggest attractive component of Mint for me, and I've been a very early adapter, um, very early, meaning like probably a good eight or so years that I've um, that I've been uh, on the app itself, and I take a very passive approach with it, just because it has the information that I need when I need it, and that really works well for me. So we'll talk about that. But let's kind of start to dive into really understanding what it what is it that it really allows you to do, and how um, you can actually adopt. So as of right now, I was really interested to look up. It has 15 million users. And so it's basically a very simple personal finance program. It's a web-based application. It is free to sign up. And so what it allows you to do, and this is really the, the whole kind of a 360 degree view at your overall spending slash cash flow slash income picture. So, and a lot of us today use credit cards, for example, for paying as much as we can because we maybe want to participate in rewards programs or, um, you know, it's easier to track. But what Mint allows you to do is it allows you to connect your accounts, whether it's checking, savings, investments, your credit cards, and really aggregate all of your transactions for you. Because what I found, and this was years ago, is that I could have a really good tracking data on my credit card, right? But I couldn't really see a complete picture if some of the expenses were paid out of the checking account. So that together, right, when you connect your accounts in the Mint application, it allows you to pull all of the all of the transactions on a daily basis, and that's the beauty of it. And it can update your category. So essentially, it acts as a, as a portal where you can see all of your transactions in, in one kind of an interface, and it breaks them down for you based on your categories. You can set up particular budgets. So you know if you spend $5 for a cup of coffee on your credit card and $5 
for lunch or $10 for lunch on your checking account. At the end of the day, you know where these categories are going to fit in. So you actually have a real-time picture about what's going on. Now, tracking expenses is probably the biggest feature of Mint because that's what it started um, as at the very beginning, right? As being that go-to aggregation service, but it has evolved over over time and have added features such as um, setting goals. Like for example, if you wanted to increase your emergency reserves or save for a particular goal, then you can start to add uh, those kinds of milestones for you because then you can start to see how your money, right? The savings amounts you're doing or the spending help you uh, connect with those goals. Something else that they've added over the years, too, is the credit monitoring component. Um, but I really personally have always focused and thought of Mint as more of the budgeting slash cash flow kind of tool. And I love the fact that I don't have to be hands-on with it. I can be hands-on with it when I really need it. I load up the app or I open up a browser on my computer and I just go through it and update uh, and aggregate all of my accounts and I can get the picture that I need, right, to see what's what's going on. So that's really kind of in a nutshell what Mint does. But if you're looking to find a tool and there's passive ways to keep track of all of your finances, um, and I'm really mainly focusing here on the base stuff, right, Bill, bills and tracking your expenses and income, setting goals and milestones. And if you really want to ma- monitor your credit scores, from various credit agencies, that's the place to do. Also, it has alert feature that you can get notifications set up for them to send you late fees if they you know show up on your account. Maybe there's uh, reminders for bills that are coming up to you. If you, for example, overspend on a particular budgeted category, then you can you know get notifications about that. So I really like that feature if you're trying to improve your cash flow. And the thing is, again, you don't have to be on it all the time unless unless you really want to to spend the time. So. Think about that. So my question for you as you're listening to this, is this application really something that I can utilize? It takes a little bit of time to initially set up Mint, connect your accounts, uh, make sure everything is properly structured, and then give it some time, and then come back and clean up your data. Because Mint, I always give this analogy with clients, it's like a, it's like a untrained puppy, right? If you train it right, it's going to do all the tricks of the trade for you, meaning it's going to recognize your transactions. And so if you go to Costco and you buy groceries and some of it is groceries and some of it household items, you can tell it to split up those transactions, right? If you want to get that granule. So it takes a bit of time. So I want you to have that understanding going in. There's a few alternative programs. I'm not going into the details um, about them now. Um, We can probably have another episode conversation on this. But personal capital is the biggest competitor to Mint. It offers a lot more features, but still somewhat similar in terms of um, the ones that I described for Mint. And then um, another one that's called You Need a Budget, that's a bit more involved tracking a platform for really giving every dollar in your overall budget and your spending a particular task, a particular job. So we can spend some more time there. But really, let's talk about um, how how you can start applying, what are some other 
thoughts that I have on it. So obviously these days you can get it if you're an Apple or iPhone user, you can get it on your iPhone, iPad. It also is available on Google Android platforms. It's really easy um, to download and use. You can either have it on your computer or you can actually have an app that um, allows you to get all of your information um, there in place. Uh, so how the biggest question and the biggest, I guess, advantage of Mint is that it's always been free. So Mint's, Mint was a startup that um, I think it was 2006. I have to look up these dates because I haven't really tracked it. But um, I remember when they just kind of were, they're one of the first pioneers in this space. Um, and then later on, they were acquired by Quicken, right, uh, into it. And so um, they are still free and most of these apps are free, but you have to remember that um, it can't be free, right? So there's got to be an opportunity for these companies to market to you as a user. So why, one of the ways that Mint does that is when you log into your portal, you can actually see particular notifications of ways, they, they call them ways to save. So they'll offer you, a, and all of this is obviously based on the transactions and the data that they collect from you. So that's the understanding. And I think you guys are all um, aware of that, so um, that your data is not quite personal, especially when it's kind of spread out between your credit cards and banks do that same thing as well. So, um, but promotional ways, right? Maybe there's a better credit card that charges less fees, or um, if you're not tracking your credit score, maybe that's a way for you to get, uh, or you can save 10% on your homeowner's insurance. So there's there's that opportunity or marketing platform. And of course, Mint gets commissions or referral fees for introducing you to those various partners. So they have partners that they collaborate with. The one thing that I really love about Mint, and this is just mint.com in general, aside from their actual application, they have a really, um, really, really cool blog. So if you really want to dig into more details about personal finances and um, there's lots of lots of good information. So aside from the actual tool, that's the place um, that I get a lot of my ideas from. So the question comes to mind, of course, is how secure is Mint? And it's just like anything these days. I want you to th stop for a minute and think how secure is your online banking platform? Um, all of these companies use um, you know the same the same uh, parameters in terms of what do you, what are the credentials that are necessary for you to set up an account and because when you set up Mint account you also now have a feature to put in place two factor authentication so like there's two you gotta you know have password and then the code sent to your phone so that didn't exist in the past this is a fairly new option which is really exciting to me um, also something else that they've added if you're um, iOS user then they have a touch id sensor so that like you can actually have your fingerprint um attached to the login so like it, it can unlock your phone and kind of get you a quick access to the mint app so um there's more information if you just google how secure is mint you could probably read up more details about it but just like any other online banking platform and when mint when just just to kind of clarify something for you, when you when you connect your Mint or your accounts inside the Mint portal, um, don't think that you just like you kind of connecting it with obviously your username and password, but you're not really giving Mint cannot see your passwords, they cannot see your usernames. There's a I'm not exactly sure the name of the technology, but I understand it's more like a scraping type of technology. It goes into your accounts, 
and scrapes the data. All it does is it collects the data in the format that allows them to put in, in, in the pres presentable way so that you can interpret it, right? So they really um, have no more than that. It's kind of like a view-only access of your data. And so that's sort of a, a very kind of a, like a first layer as to, you know, how much access do they have um, to all of our accounts? Because you're like, oh my gosh, I have to connect my bank account. And um, so, yeah, I haven't, have not had any issues personally with it. I've recommended to lots of clients in the past. And I found it to be really something that is there. Um, and, you know, when I need it, I log in and I have a really clear picture. So here are kind of a, just to summarize some of the pros and cons. So I like the fact that they do send out week weekly reminders. I think my, com my email comes on the Saturday. And so you're like, oh, my God. Um, you can set up also alert notifications on your phone if you wanted those. I don't need them, but like once a week you can actually see have you been over in certain categories and things like that. Um, if you don't want to see them, you can put those emails aside and never have to look at. I like the fact that you can set up goals and not just like, okay, cash flow goals or budgeting goals, but the actual goals. Like this is the step crossing over into kind of a, the next layer of, all right, I've got my basic cash flow monitoring in place. I really want to look at the bigger picture. Can I afford that next vacation? Or if I want to save for that, you know, next big purchase, how do I do it? So you can start to see how that, how, how that is all connected. So I like that feature a lot. Now, some of the cons. So Mint, it was never, or at least I don't work for Mint. This is more of a user experience here, but They've never, they do allow you to connect your investment and savings accounts so that you can get an aggregate of what is your net worth, what are your debts, like what are your assets, basically a financial statement kind of a view, but it was never really an investment platform. So you're not going to get any details as to, you know, how to allocate your accounts, what, what, what all of those details. So there is not an investment feature there, but again, I don't think that was their intention to begin with. Their reports are a little bit clunky, and it's a lot of times just um, for me, and especially on when I am analyzing clients' information and downloading, like if I need to get transactions history, it's a little clunky. Like it's, I have to get it like a CSV file or a spreadsheet in order to generate any kind of report. So I hope that at some point they actually improve this function because it'd be really nice to get. Um, yes, you get like you can do a screenshot of the actual pages. It shows you nice little graphs and you can see like it's visually good. But as far as like reporting, um, I'm not in love with that. Um, categorization of transactions. I mentioned this at the beginning. It takes some time for Mint to really get to um, kind of have this clean cut after. I mean, not a long time, but a good month, two or maybe even three. Like I usually like to say, give it a three months run so that it starts to recognize your transaction. So um, you will have to do some coding yourself. It has a bulk uh, categorization feature where you can like select number of transactions at the same time and categorize them. So that's easy, but um, it, after a while, it really does run smoothly. And then one of the other things, it does not have any bill pay options. So it does have notifications about the bills, right? But you still have to, pay your bills through if you pay if you have auto bill 
set up through your bank and, and things like that. So that feature, um, they used to have that bill pay feature, but they've taken it away. So I think in summary, Mint is a really great tool for basic cash flow management, and you can kind of graduate out of it or just really have it there and, and you know, use it when the time is is for, for you to review what's going on. I log in um, and look at it at least once a month for sure. Um, sometimes even more often, just depends on what's happening. But um, aside from doing my global review of our overall finances once once a month, um, usually at the beginning of the month, um, then then I can really look at like, okay, here's my transaction spendings uh, or tr- transactions on a credit card. And then I look at the mint because that pulls everything together. So cash flow management tool is good. Goal setting, basic goal setting, because I, 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 really, I really like, and this is sort of the feature of what a financial plan looks like, or I like to think of it as a roadmap, when you start to see these pieces connected to each other. So like the goals start to appear. And for those of you who really want to be on top of your credit scores, um, that also has a good feature there. Um, and I like the fact that it really just runs in the background. Um, it's it's something that you can set it and forget it. It still has the information. You just have to spend a little bit of time cleaning. So I find that with clients that don't really pay attention to it, if they set it up, you know, even a number of years ago, um, that's something to actually have a complete picture of. You can connect other people's accounts to like, so if you have a couple and, you know, each of you have a credit card, I've done that too. You can exclude certain credit cards. Like if you connect a, a you know, financial institution and for example, one, one account is specifically used for work or you don't want to count it in the big picture. There's all those functions there. So I think overall, it's a great tool to get you started. If you're looking for other features, that's um, something, you know, outside of the scope of Mint, such as, you know, the investing component. So, um, but we weren't looking for that. So I think for uh, a beginner or someone wants, who wants to have a baseline tracking tool, to get your cash flow goals budgeting in place, um, Mint is a great alternative. So um, let me know what you think about this discussion. I'd like to see what you guys are using, if anything. And yeah, let's talk more. Um, there's there's a couple more apps that we probably should discuss because again, I think all of them have great features. It's really just about what what works for you and how involved you want to be. If you're just one of those folks who wants to use a spreadsheet and really sit down and do it by hand, kudos to you. Uh, Amazing. That's a great way to do it. So there's just not a right or wrong way. It's a way that works for you. So remember that. Let me know what you think about. Don't forget to subscribe and go to the iTunes. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it out and give us a five-star review. Until next time, remember you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time. 
such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.